In this morning's reading, Paul states, as long as I am alive and in this body, there is good work for me to do. If I had to choose right now, I know which I'd choose. Hard choice. The desire to break camp here and be with Christ is powerful. Some days I can think of nothing better, but most days, because of what you are going through, I'm sure that it's better for me to stick around here. So I plan to be around a while, companion to you as your growth and joy in this life of trusting God continues. Paul's letter to the Philippians is such a celebration. It's a celebration of knowing God and one another and having only excitement about the world to come with Christ, the Christ he loved, and the great joy as well that he has in working with others who are here, sticking around a while, being a companion to others on this journey of trusting God. And he talks about the hard choice between the two, bringing a level of parity to the hope he has for being with Christ whom he loved when that day comes, and at the same time, being here with others on this journey of trusting in God. He elevates the both to just about one and the same. It's a remarkable statement. When I was in sales, I probably told you this story, and if I did, I'm sorry, but and I was on a plane, and I was talking with this fellow from somewhere down south who started talking about the rapture. And I told him about my life, and he said, oh, you have to turn away from your sin. <laughs> he says, don't you want to be among the rapture? And I don't know where it came from, but I turned to him and I said, well, I said, I think the God that I understand would want me to stay here and help those who were left behind. And I thought of that when I read Paul this morning. Such is the compassion, the joy of the journey of trusting in God with one another. And there are some days that I feel that pretty well, and then there's other days I need some people around to remind me of all of this. And I can get it. I can come to that place of feeling the great joy of trusting in God and being on this journey by reading. I got it in our meditation group the other morning. I can get it walking down the street sometimes. And in a day like today, I'm sure later, I'll look up at some point and go, what a great day. But the best of times for me to remember these things is when I am around others who are remembering or living these things in such a way that I just sort of get caught up in it. They take me into it. Like Mimsy's smile at the moment, just takes you right into it. And without thinking, without any effort on my part, without any more than one spirit speaking to the other, the namaste, may the spirit in me greet the spirit in you, it lifts me up, lifts us up, carries us along. And the power of community and the natural or perhaps supernatural presence of God at such times, as this is here, is not to be underestimated. And last night is a good example. 
We gathered to watch, as Annie pointed out, and we spoke in the beginning of the announcements, we gathered to watch a performance of six individuals and the producer tell their stories surrounding 9-11. In your bulletin, you have a copy of the program that gives you the information and short bios of the folk who were in the performances. And please take a moment, take it with you, and read it when you get a chance. What we all gathered about last night, about 40 of us in our small theater last night, and really were taken to a place I'm not sure any of us expected to be when we sat down. By the time these folks spoke of escaping from the buildings, survivors of the North and the South Tower alike, by the time they finished speaking about the evacuation from their homes in the surrounding areas, in one case not being able to return for 15 months, or they talked about their volunteerism that followed the attack, the loss of family members, and an especially poignant conversation with a wife and mother who talked about the loss of her husband, who was a first responder firefighter, Squad 41, all of whom were lost in the 343 firefighters that were lost on that day. Well, by the time it was all over, one might have suspected some bitterness and some anger, some of which was evidence, evidenced in the audience's questions, but none of which was any longer present in any of the narrators. It was, in fact, in a word, a stunning reversal of what one might have suspected. Each one of them spoke of community that came together following the attack, the support of the others who were there, the need, yes, for professional help in many cases, but the community that was so important. In fact, one presenter at least said that when the cleanup was done, when all the work that needed to be done was done, he really missed being with everybody. He had a loss of moving away from that community. It had become so important. And what occurred to me at one point was that they weren't running, not a one. Maybe initially everybody ran a little bit. It was survival. But as time went by, they stopped running. They weren't running from 9-11. Instead, they moved toward it, each in different ways. And somehow they transcended it and became someone some other that was more. And they formed something new in the process. And I have to say, it was easy to see the ease of the group telling their stories last night compared to the struggle, in some cases, of the audience. They were clearly in a different place. Wonderfully, they lingered with us we got to see their spirit rising above, and they weren't forgetting by any means what was going on, but their spirit just rose and rose and rose. One of them said, the wounds are still there, but they had healed, and they had grown stronger. Two of the performers responded with sharing how their faith had gotten them through. 
Some indicated that there was no faith tradition in their life, yet even they recognized something in the human spirit that was greater than had occurred. Something in the human spirit greater than the destruction of the attack on the World Trade Towers, the Pentagon, and Flight 93 on that day. Something in the human spirit greater than their loss. And each in their own way expressed the joy they had in their lives today, explaining that by talking about their lives and the impact of 9-11, that they had come more closely into that place of strength, community, and joy in each other's company, never forgetting the loss or the joy. It was remarkable. And as we left and said our goodbyes, thanking them, they were thanking us. And today's readings are not lost on us in reflection upon last night. Matthew talks this morning about the familiar story of the vineyard owner who calls workers at different times of the day and pays those who worked eight hours the same as those who worked for one hour, all having agreed to the same wage when they were hired. His question when those who worked all day got the same as those who worked for an hour was, are you going to be stingy because I'm generous? The generosity of those who spoke last night did not change the hearts of all those who were there or here or elsewhere who might still be carrying the understandable anger and rage of 9-11, those who are caught up in the political aspects and conspiracies that seem to continue to swirl about. But their generosity did give everybody pause, at least. It had to. A pause that maybe some like I did reflected in this way. Can I still hold on to my resentments or my refusals to let go when those who have lost so much, perhaps more than most of us, have been able to let go, to move on? Last week, we spoke about forgiveness, about mercy, and grace. Last night, I saw each of those in person and persons. Later in Matthew, he talks, Jesus talks about the great reversal. The great reversal that those who have less, those who come last, will be among the first to enter into the kingdom of heaven. A kingdom that is God, just as all things is God. In other words, entry is always available at any point in time, no matter the hour, for the truth is, time has no meaning in the kingdom anyway. It's never a, it's never a place either, but a presence, just as it is here and now. I saw an example of the great reversal evident in Philippians and in last night's performance. This was the reversal that I noted, that instead of letting the affairs of the world dictate the spirit of those who presented to us last night, 
the spirit that so many will tell you is weak. Instead, we saw the reverse. The power of the spirit that rises above it all, lifting one another into the community, communities where we talk with each other and where we build enough trust to let the spirit free as widely and as broadly as God's mercy from the deepest places of our hearts and our souls. In the moments when we share such things, when we pray together, when we break bread as we do here each week, whether at the communion table or at the gathering table that follows worship, to talk with one another seems to be a critical element of Paul's joy to be with one another as we learn to trust more on this journey toward God. It is a reversal that in fact when we open ourselves to others we gain more in response than we otherwise might ever know on our own. So as you come to this table today, as we go there today, and as we feast, because let me tell you, we're going to feast today. You're going to love this. But as you feast at the abundance of the food at this table that we will share, on the deck that we will share, in this community of which we are a part, a community, a part of the larger community, as we gather in the presence of one another in the lives that we have lived and in the spirit that inexorably will be present from each of us and all of us as well, remember something. That's the kingdom of God. It's here. It's in the presence of who we are with one another. So feast on that as well and know that there is nothing special you have to do to receive God's grace or to be present in such abundance. I think I understand Paul's joy a little better each time I come to such a place. May it happen often for all of us. And may God, in all the ways you know God, bless us all. Amen. Join together and sing the hymn on page 7.